0: Click on the big red Tell Me More button and start creating your ideal partnership today. Now, let me introduce you to today's guest. I am super excited about today's show as every one of our guests from this week has provided us with bonus material. This is what we call Follow Your Yes Friday. In the 20 years that I've been doing research and working with partners and and. and relationships and men and women, one of the things that I found missing in many partnerships is, well, we tend to forget or maybe we just neglect to follow our intuition or what I call our yes. That gut feeling that tells us, here's what your next step is. Instead, what happens is we we tend to be in our partnerships and we're operating solely from our head. We're analyzing everything. We're disregarding just what our gut's telling. Sometimes we do pay attention. We, we recognize that yes, that, that instinct, and we start to follow it. But here's the trick. We tend to not really own it. We don't defend it. We don't, we don't set our boundaries with conviction. And this results in us abandoning our yes. We ultimately end up proceeding in our partnerships based on somebody else's yes. They put theirs on the table and we just go, oh yeah, that's good, and we go with theirs. What we're going to look at today, I've asked every one of our guests about their yes. Not just when they followed their yes, but also when they haven't. What happened when they didn't follow their yes? They didn't follow that gut feeling that said, oh, this is what you need to do next, and instead went strictly off their intellect and their analyzer and said, nope, nope, that doesn't pencil. I'm gonna keep on this path. We've got information from every single guest that you heard this week that's gonna help you understand the power of following your yes. Then here we go. Carolyn Muir joined us on the show and, and shared with us two incredible stories. One of not following her yes that ended up leading her to therapy and the second one of following her yes that led her to love. Well, Caroline, would you do us a huge favor and help us to illustrate the importance of following your yes, the importance of listening to that internal guidance? And where I'd love to start is if you would share with us a time when you did not follow your yes. Maybe in the moment, you didn't even realize you had a yes. But when you look back, it's so clear and you're sitting going, how did I miss this? But you did. Yeah. So tell us about the time.
1: Yeah. Um, okay. I, um, I was asked to be a part of a, an online um, production uh, that a woman was doing. And um, I was uh, told uh, about all these um, benefits that would come to me and all the money that I would make and all of the, all of the fame <laughs> that uh, my presence on her program would um, would bring to me and I let my mind get captivated by the promise of bigger success um, more money um, certainly within the within the subject matter that I have great passion for which is the uh, unfolding of the feminine and the divine and feminine and the wisdom of the feminine so I knew that I was in the right Uh, backyard, but I didn't know that the group leader, (laughs) I didn't, I didn't trust my intuition about her. I kept leaving my intuition about her and going into my mind that believed all these um, promises that she was making. And I didn't even stop to uh, get contracts or signatures or uh, anything that could be binding. I just believed her. Because I wanted this um, bigger exposure, this bigger success, and uh, so that that was a time that was really exciting, and I was busy telling all my friends about this great thing that was happening for me. And um, slowly but surely, <laughs> as the uh, six months or year unraveled, I began to see and more clearly how I had jumped into something uh, that my mind was certain was going to be of great reward for for me and for many others, but I knew in my heart of hearts and gut of guts that we were not on the same page. We were not in the same layer of integrity around making promises and around what we were going to provide. And I just kept giving, 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 and saying yes to everything uh, again, without checking clearly uh what these agreements or lack of agreements would mean for me at a later time, and when the later time finally came and and the kind of the the whole project um fell in on itself um because of the lack of integrity that she brought and that I and others like myself hoped was not really there, but it really was there. Um, We we had to call our lawyers and we had to protect ourselves. And, uh, you know, I, I just, I had, I went into therapy, like I monthly counseling, what, what did I do wrong? How did I miss this? And uh, I mean, it was a huge learning which, of course, mistakes can be if you really look at them closely, so this was in in the area of my work, where I want to be oh you know highly respected and successful successful is um not a place that i uh, that I valued for a long time I just, as long as I was giving and doing what uh, my my heart told me was right to do, that was all that was important. But I, I began to realize that the financial gain and the uh, level of integrity with the people I'm working with were all just as important, if not more so, than becoming successful. So I, I learned a big lesson there, and I, uh, I, I got out of the situation I was in, and it didn't actually cost me that much, uh, except a lot of time and com- worry that I had really made a huge mistake. And I can see now that the mistake was not taking a deeper breath, because I like your I like your expression of the yes um when you make a decision about something, when you know you're going to move into a relationship with someone. Uh, how do you know the yes is real uh, you and that you're making that yes" decision from your heart or your belly or your power center or your or your brain. And I realize now that it's got to be all of them. Hmm. It can't just be a yes. And so it's the taking the time to take the deepest, slowest, longest breath. That's how I tune in to what really is my yes. And how does it feel in every aspect on my whole chakra system? Let's say from the base of my spine uh, up through my genitals, up through my belly, through my heart, through my voice, through my speech, and into my brain how true does this yes feel as i take that long deep breath and that deep breath might take a whole week or two to come to the final capital letters of y-e-s exactly and um yeah so that there you go that's my story about that
0: (laughs) that's fantastic fantastic thank you so much and i know Everyone listening has their own variation on that, where we're like, oh, I got distracted by this part, and so I purposely wasn't paying attention to the part that might undermine the bells and whistles that have got my attention when it's like, but I know that something's not really okay, so let's just look over here and not pay any attention to the thing that's bugging me. Yeah. And that thing of bugging you, because a lot of times what happens is our yes is a no. The clarity is, Mm -hmm. no, don't do that. That's the yes part. Mm -hmm. It's your guidance saying, Run. <laughs> Get out of there.
1: That's yeah. not for you. Yeah. And those, those, those times when the red flag is waved and you're standing there looking at that person in the eyes and you don't let yourself honor the red flag. Yeah. You just bypass it. You know, you just throw it aside. No, I don't want to see that.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, Carolyn, let's flip this around. Give us an example of a time in your life when you had that clear yes. And not only did you recognize it, but you followed it. Tell us that story.
1: Okay, you know, there's quite a few of those. (laughs) Um, I could, uh, in relationships, since that's sort of the big subject here in partnership, I guess it was this uh, this relationship I'm in now with the the man that I'm uh, in partnership with, um, happened about four years into my separation with Charles. And we still weren't divorced because we just didn't want to give up our marriage. You know, there was that attachment. But we were living apart. He had other lovers. I did not. But I did have housemates. So I still had company, you know. But I couldn't date. I couldn't go out with people. I was not interested in um, taking that chance again. And um, so my housemates were telling me about this friend of theirs and uh, what a wonderful man he was and that I really should meet him and uh, I was very ho-hum about it and uh, then one day he was having breakfast uh, at our house and I happened to be home from a lot of teaching travel and whatnot and I I met this man and I still was very ho-hum as I moved towards a hello I I do not need this I don't want another relationship but I looked at this man and we spoke briefly in the kitchen of my home in Maui, and I felt the yes go off inside of me. Mm. And it was not a yes of love at first sight. It was a yes that said, this is a quality person. Give him the chance. Don't just reject them because you're not ready. Maybe he can help you get ready. But <laughs> don't reject this person, and I followed that yes. And I followed it for a long distance relationship for a couple of years with, I don't want to live with you. I don't want to ever get married again. <laughs> you know, all these things that kept me safe, but I kept following the yes because of the quality that I continued to see and hear and experience uh, with this yet again, another beautiful male human being that had come into my life. And I realized that I am very, very blessed and to have said yes so many times to what my heart was saying and that every yes I got a little more intelligent (laughs) and looked at every part of me before I made the final yes. Um, As to the qualities, uh, everything from financial equality to intellectual equality, uh, sexual equality, there's so many aspects that feed into um, making a relationship easier than difficult if you look at those things.
0: That is a wonderful example. Thank you.
1: And you're welcome. <laughs> you're
0: welcome. Social strategist David Wygant was on the show recently and he was so excited by this topic that he couldn't even wait for me to ask him a question. He just dove right in. Check this out.
2: You know... This one hits hard. Yeah. I mean, really, really hard for me. Um, I remember I was with a woman. I remember I realized that I'm not happy. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a caretaker, <clears throat> you know. I took care of a broken mom my whole life, so that's me, ultra-nurturing. So, you know, like women that have broken wings so I can nurse them back to health. but I was kinda getting sick of it. And I met somebody. And I fell in love the idea of them because if I was really listening, we wouldn't have made it past the first date because they said things to me on the first date that were not in alignment with who I am. But I so wanted her so badly, the story of her, because that's what we do in personal relationships. I mean, I've been relationship coaching for 20 years, and you know. We love to create stories about somebody because all of a sudden we get a moment and we think to ourselves, yeah, this person, I want this person. You know, it's a, an intense physical reaction. It's a chemist, chemical reaction. Mm-hmm. And I remember one night, Ken, it was like, one in the morning and we were having a circular fight, which we always have, you know. She wasn't very loving and affectionate, which is what I need, you know, and desire. It's part of my love blueprint. And I took took a walk walk on the beach, beach, because I lived on the beach beach at At that that time. time. I took a walk walk on the beach and and I I screamed at the top of my lungs, I can't be with her. We do not want the same thing. So I walked upstairs into my house, walked downstairs to where the bedrooms were, and I looked at her and I told her, well, we're breaking up. I went to my room, she went to the guest room, I started sobbing. I don't sob, I don't cry. You know, thanks, mom, for teaching me that lesson as a kid, right? You know, be strong. Um, and I remember sobbing. Not because I was breaking up with her, it's because I felt bad because she moved in with me and had nothing left and no furniture. And I felt bad that I wasn't authentic and honest with myself. And all this stuff was circulating and I was feeling it. And then she came into my room and she started rubbing my head and immediately. I took, I took the scraps, to scraps that, that I was so used to, to taking in love relationships. relationships. I, I said, "Oh my, my God. God, she can be affectionate," and we didn't break up. And my whole future has been changed because of her, and I, I have to, have to deal, deal with her on a regular basis. basis. And there's been some beauty that's come out of it, um, the lessons, the amazing daughter, you know, the unbelievably valuable lessons, you know. But But it was a a life-altering thing. Because because when you change the course of your your life by not staying in your truth, truth, a lot lot of shit can happen. So it taught me how to to stay stay in my my truth. truth. It taught me how to be open and honest. It really taught me a lot lot of things. So obviously I knew that lesson. But that was a hard lesson. Because it took me on a totally different life trajectory. My life trajectory was living anywhere in the world. Uh, my life trajectory was far different than it is right now. You know, so you, you gotta really realize that God, the universe, will give you those opportunities. You gotta man up and step up. And you gotta look at it before it goes further down the road. And I know it's a hard thing to do, but the universe gives you those lessons. You gotta look at them on a daily basis and ask yourself, is this really in my is this really fit my true authenticity?
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's that's a fabulous story. So so powerful. So David, do us a favor, flip this around, and share with us a moment when not only did you have that clear guidance, but you did follow it. This time, what happened then?
2: Oh God, I remember it was 2006. For five years, I was just coaching men and women all over the world, literally sleeping on their on their in their guest rooms, teaching them how to be. You know, the most amazing version of themselves when it comes down to attracting the opposite sex. It's, it's a high-end coaching program I still have and I'm still very proud of. And it's very unique and very successful. And in 2006, I had a conversation with a friend of mine. And he looks at me and he says, you know, I, I, I looked at him and I said, I'm not making the money that I think I should be making. You know, I, I should be getting rich from this because I'm really amazing at it. He looked at me and he says, well, let's do a little lesson." He goes, what are you willing to do to go there? And at that moment, I reformulated a couple of things in my business. I reformulated my message a little bit. I reformulated how I thought of what I did. I reformulated a couple of programs. And guess what happened? I literally made five times the money the following year. Wow. Because I stepped, I stepped into, into my own, own you know, quoting Tony Robbins, Robbins stepped, stepped into my, my own, personal own personal power at that moment, listened, listened to my gut, listened to my instincts, made the, the changes, changes Stop. I stopped holding, I stopped back. holding back, I, I became, became more, more controversial, controversial, more in your face. face. Just, just like, like I was with my, my private, private clients, clients, I got, I got that, that way, way with, with my public, public audience, and everything changed. I stopped playing it safe and started playing it like me. And realized and that I, I was attracting so many people. people. It's, it's principles that I had, and principles that I, principles that I thought I followed. But I realized, I realized the first five years of my business, I played it fucking safe. And, and then I didn't, and everything changed. And you, you only, only have one life, so life to live. Who you are, so, so live, live it. it. Don't hold back. And that was what really changed things for me. And that's what really formulated who I am now. And really, it made my coaching like 10 times more powerful, too, which was really interesting because I already thought I already was super God, Superman with that. And that's, you know, trusting my instinct, going with what the leader voice was telling me to do.
0: Yeah, that's such a great example and all the different places that it, it paid dividends for you. And, you know, I love when you said, you know, you were playing it safe because I I, I – I, one day this just came to me. It was an acronym for SAFE because my mom's favorite thing was always saying, oh, be safe, have fun, be safe. And I used to say, "Um, that's, I, I can't do both. Which do you want me to do? And what I realized she meant when she said SAFE was satisfied avoiding failure every day.
2: I love that.
0: It's doing the very little, it's like, don't kill the plant, but don't do anything to let it thrive. And that's kind of what we do when we're playing it safe. We're doing the very least we can to show up and barely get through the situation, whether it be a a date or a business environment or working with a client or how we promote ourselves. We're just barely doing enough as opposed to going, I'm just going to be me. And you you gave such a great example of when you started being who you were with your private clients with everybody, it changed everything because you just were you.
2: Well, you know, it's funny, Ken. I mean, last year was a tough year for me on a lot of different levels because – I was literally playing it safe. Mm -hmm. You know, I wasn't going where my business needed to go, and I was was frustrated because I was hiring people that would not take me to that level. level. So everything was kind of of suspended in animation, and it drove me nuts. mm -hmm. Until I I finally woke woke up and literally, you know, know, literally just just said, "Fuck, I'm I'm done." done. You You know, know, it's it's like like, I don't. That's that's what you know. My podcast podcast is about. It's not not playing it safe. It's you know, change you change your reality with, with the, the blink, blink of, an of an eye. You know, you can change your beliefs with the blink, blink of an eye. eye. It's, it's just, just a matter of stepping up. And if you, you think, think about everything that's going on in the United States, States right now, now, you know, we got a man who's president who didn't play it safe. It that's for sure. sure. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like him, him, hate him, or whatever, or whatever it might be. be. You know, he did not play it safe. Hillary did. She played it safe. If you look at Tom Brady. He never played it safe he's 40 years old almost and still playing a boy's sport you look at bill belichick you look at any successful person and they never played it safe and you know what i was in having a conversation the other night with somebody about bill belichick and it was a woman and she talked about how much she hates him and how little integrity he has and how he cheated and all this stuff and i looked at her i was like shut the fuck up he doesn't play it safe and
0: that's what life is all about, not playing it safe. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Thank you, David. These have been great stories. No,
2: my pleasure. My pleasure. I enjoy sharing the realness because, you know, it, it takes being real to show people how to be real.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And we'll leave you all listening with that thought. Thank you to all my guests for sharing their stories of the benefits of following their yes. And for you listening, I invite you to take what you just heard about the importance of following your yes and apply it to what you heard this week on the show. Chances are there was something that clicked for you when you were listening to our interviews this week. What I invite you to do is to implement it. It doesn't matter if it's changing a behavior or a belief you've been operating from. Maybe it's looking into one of the resources or books that our guests recommended. Whatever your yes was from the material you heard from our guests this week, take it and act on it. And if you missed any of the interviews this week, simply go to speakingapartnership.com and enter the guest's name in the search bar. It'll take you directly to the recording of their interview. You can view their show notes and find all the links to the resources they mentioned. Follow Your Yes Friday is all about you taking the next two days and applying something that you learned on the show this week. Follow up on something that caught your attention, where you thought, man, this is good. This this could really make a difference in my life. Whatever that yes was, this is your compass telling you this is your best path. So follow it. From all of us here at Speaking of Partnership, we invite you to take your yes and take action on it today. Peace. Thank you for listening to Speaking of Partnership. Head over to speakingofpartnership.com for links and recaps of every show and so much more. I release a brand new episode every Monday through Friday. So make sure you don't miss a single show. Go to your favorite podcast directory, search for Speaking of Partnership, and click subscribe. Like what you hear? Leave us a rating and review on Stitcher and iTunes. The greatest compliment you can give the show is to refer us to someone else either in person or on the web. Have a great day. And remember, even when you stumble, you're still moving forward.
1: Peace.